Welcome to Indisputable, good to be with you. We got a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day, we got the big homie David Schuster, TYT contributor also. My debate segment will be about free speech and government involving social media. I have Amy Peacoff, Parliament Chief Policy Officer and Attorney. Top story of the day, Walmart has black baby dolls higher priced than white dolls of the same set. Same company, same brand, same doll set. Well, the black dolls cost almost 50% more than the white dolls. But guess what? Even though Walmart has apologized, it is not their first time doing it. I have the research. Let me take you to Miss Asheria Brown. Miss Brown of Florence, Kentucky wants to teach her three children about African American heritage, their heritage. So when her oldest daughter spotted a Kid Connection doll set, very popular at Walmart, she decided to search online for a black version of the same doll set. Let's put up the online picture screenshot, there it is, all right? Ms. Brown said, and I quote, she being the daughter picked out the white one with all white little babies in the store. So I went home and went to walmart.com and found one set in white and one set in black. But then her jaw dropped when she saw the price of the black doll set. Let's put it the side by side comparison of the black doll set, white doll set. They are exactly the same. Same brand, same company, same doll set, one black, one white, all right? They were $14 and 97 cents more expensive than the white babies I saw in the store. She said, it wasn't a one store error. She found the exact same price discrepancy on walmart.com and captured a screenshot. Now, here's why this is important, okay? There was something called the Clark Doll Study done many years ago. And that study showed that black children routinely would look at white dolls as being well behaved, being good, smart, etc. Well, that's because they don't see their images inside of these particular toys that they are told to enjoy. And so there was a shift, a movement by corporations to say, we wanna make sure that we are fair to the diversity of America. And we want black and brown children to see themselves in these toys. And so there was a real consumer push. Well, virtually 100% of parents who purchase black doll sets are black parents. So when you make those more expensive than white doll sets, obviously that passes on an increased price primarily to black consumers. Not fair, not good business, right? So Walmart gets involved. Walmart apologizes for what they call the pricing error. They say, oh, we're sorry. We lowered the price, here's the explanation. We lowered the price on a select group of toys, including only one of these dolls to help drive sales. Unfortunately, we overlooked the impact these changes would have on similar items. This was an unintentional error and we sincerely apologize to anyone it may have offended. Okay, Walmart has now apologized, they've updated 
the pricing format so that it, it is now the same, but that's not it. I got more information. Before I go to my additional information, let me remind you of Deb Britt. Deb Britt, founder of the National Black Doll Museum of History and Culture in Boston, says pricing discrepancies will end only when enough consumers complain. But we're going to complain today. Britt goes on to say, people have to go like this woman did and address it with store managers to make sure it doesn't happen again. I agree with Britt and all of that. Now, let me take you, let me take you to 2014. In 2014, CNBC reported Walmart's website, exact wording, ladies and gentlemen, Walmart's website listed an African American ice skater Barbie at $11.87, while the Caucasian version cost $9.88. The retailing giant said the, said the pricing discrepancy was what? An unintended error. <laughs> Wait a minute. You all did the same thing in 2014 that you did in 2021, exact same thing. Articles about it, people complaining. You say, you know what? Unintentional error, let's keep moving. You know what? We're sorry, let's keep it moving. But here's the thing. Back then, Walmart, the retailer, vowed to make up the price difference with a gift card for any consumer, which by the way would be primarily black, who purchased the more expensive African American doll. I don't have any data to support they actually followed up with that or not. But here's the reality. They keep apologizing for the same damn thing. You have had routinely black doll sets, more expensive than white ones, even though they are of the same brand, same manufacturer, same everything, same doll set. You've been doing it at least since 2014. You made an apology then, and now you've done it again in 2021. Another apology, as a matter of fact, the damn apology is almost the same verbatim. My dear friend David, what are your thoughts on this? I'm just I'm horrified and I'm I'm sickened. And as the father of two kids, a seven-year-old and a four-year-old who both like to play with dolls, I mean, to me it seems like this is pure exploitation, right? Mm. Taking advantage of people who are perhaps at an economic disadvantage who may not spend the time to actually look and compare pricing. But there's a second part about this, and that is, and it sounds like Walmart's excuse is, well, we were we were lowering a price on one product because we wanted to increase sales. Well, that's fine and companies do that all the time, but why are you lowering the price on just the white doll? Why don't you take that same doll, the African American doll and lower the price as well? In other words, the same doll at different styles all get lower to try to increase mm -hmm. the volume, the amount of sales. It seems like particularly racist, but oh no, we're only gonna do the white white doll. Maybe they got more sales than the white doll, whatever it is, but that's still racist. It's still unfair. And particularly for you know, for those of us who have kids, we're trying to teach our kids about equity and fairness. What do you say to your kid when you say, oh, well, you know, this doll is seven bucks more expensive than the other ones, and your kid says, How come? And you say, What? Because the company's racist and that I mean it just doesn't <laughs> it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense and it and it just it it really it makes me want to puke. Yeah, truly no justification. It has happened at least since 2014, continues to happen today. Uh, obviously, they are not the only retailer engaging in this. There are other large companies doing the exact same thing. The reason why I wanted to cover this story and connect 
the 2014 incident, 2021 incident is because obviously it is systemic and it must be addressed at the root level of the culture of the company in order for there to be a remedy. All right, Vice President Kamala Harris does an interview with Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God. It kind of gets off tracks, here it is. President of this country, is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden? Madam Vice President. Come on, Charlemagne. I really, Come on, I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell no, no, sometimes. No, 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 it's Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden and don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do, it's Joe Biden. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Joe, and, it's Joe, and it's Joe Biden and I'm Vice President and my name is Kamala Harris. And the reality is because we are in office, we do the things like the child tax credit, which is gonna reduce black child poverty by 50% on track to do that. We do things that are about saying that our Department of Justice is gonna do these investigations and require that we end chokeholds and have body cameras. It is the work of saying we're gonna get lead out of pipes and paint because our babies are suffering because of that. It is the work of saying people who ride public transit deserve the same kind of dignity that anybody else does. So let's improve that system. Madam Vice President, legitimate question. Why don't you have that energy for Joe Manchin? I understand where Charlemagne is coming from. I do not agree with Charlemagne the God on everything. But I understand the sentiment of that question. Because Republicans are not asking that question cause Manchin is on their side. Only Democrats are asking that question, is Manchin president or is Joe Biden president? Very legitimate question, especially when you look at the details. Um, you see very clearly there's this, uh, there's this defense as soon as Charlemagne posed the question. But the reality is Joe Manchin and other conservative Democrats or Democrats in name only, whatever you wanna call them, they have been holding up progress for people all over this country, in particular black and brown communities in the United States of America. And I'm gonna break that down for you in real time. Vice President Kamala Harris got into a testy exchange with media host Charlemagne the God, this happened Friday, defending President Joe Biden from questions over roadblocks, to passage of his social spending package. And we're gonna get into what eventually happened. Um, obviously, this was a taped interview. Joe Manchin opposes uh, the Build Back Better plan, not the only opposition. He has launched successfully against the administration. Um, Manchin, he said, this is what Charlemagne the God said, is hurting black people in particular. I agree with Charlemagne. By holding up progress on key parts of the president's agenda, yes. And he warned that black voter turnout could decline if the roadblocks continue, that's correct. I've said that since day one. If Democrats do not deliver the progressive agenda they campaigned on, there will be a natural voter suppression angle connected to their lack of delivery. That's a fact. Do I want to see it happen? Of course not. But if you don't deliver on what you promised, there will be an organic connection to that. We are still in a cause and effect relationship between politics and people. You campaign on certain items, you have to deliver them or show that you're willing to make every move available to you to try. There's still moves on the table President Joe Biden has not been willing to make. 
I will explain some of those in a moment. Now, after Charlemagne posed that question to the vice president and he got the energy from the VP back at him. What happened? What happened on Fox News? Joe Manchin did exactly what Charlemagne said he has been doing, which is really having too much damn power. Here it is. I've always said this, Brett, if I can't go home and explain it to the people of West Virginia, I can't vote for it. And I cannot vote to continue with this piece of legislation. I just can't. I've tried everything humanly possible. I can't get there. You're done. This is, this is a no. This is a no on this legislation. I have tried everything I know to do. And the president has worked diligently. He's been wonderful to work with. He knows I've had concerns and, and, and the problems I've had. And yeah. Build Back Better Act. Joe Manchin is holding up the progress of millions and millions of Americans. Him, he's the guy. The White House, they thought they had it. So let me read to you a direct statement from the White House. The White House said, and I quote, Senator Manchin's comments this morning on Fox are at odds with his discussions this week with the president, with White House staff and with his own public utterances. Weeks ago, Senator Manchin committed to the president at his home in Wilmington to support the Build Back Better framework that the president then announced. Senator Manchin pledged repeatedly to negotiate on finalizing that framework in good faith. Whoa, you all had a lot of confidence in Manchin. It's amazing that myself nor my colleagues at Indisputable, we never had that much confidence in Manchin. I cannot believe that we are able to read Manchin better than the freaking President of the United States of America or the whole damn White House core. The White House staff, oh, we're, we're shocked. We're just really, I mean, this is unbelievable. He told us he was going to help us here. What? Manchin has been playing this same dog and pony show with you all since day one. Get your hands out your ass. This cat is playing you and he's winning, he's winning. That's why Charlemagne posed the question because Manchin is winning, which means we're losing. We did not vote you in office to get along with other politicians or to look out for other politicians. We voted you in office to look out for us. Camille Bussett says, senior fellow and director of the Race Prosperity and Inclusion Initiative. The Biden administration's Build Back Better framework tackles poverty, inequities in healthcare access, makes some of the most important investments in affordable housing, childcare, pre-K, climate change, and environmental justice that could change the economic mobility picture for millions of low-income families and families of color. These investments and support center on dignifying and creating cumulative paths of opportunity for the tens of millions of Americans who have consistently been left behind over the past seven decades of American domestic policy. My dear sister Camille left out one thing, historic investments into HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities and minority serving institutions. That's what's on the table. That's what Joe Manchin blocked. 
What moves are left for Joe Biden? A few things, ignore the Senate parliamentarian. Engage your vice president as president of the Senate in order to overturn the rules of the parliamentarian. Number two, make the West Wing of the White House the state of Joe Manchin. Guarantee Joe Manchin will not win another Democratic primary in his life unless he gets with the program. And make a case directly to his voters of how he is adversely impacting them. Raise money, run commercials, put out tweets, do what you have to do to make your case directly to those he depends on for his political survival. Take him off of committees, Joe Biden. Order Schumer to take him off of committees, dries up his ability to influence. You got moves on the table, Mr. President, use them. David, thoughts? Well, Joe Manchin is killing not just this particular legislation, he is killing the planet because there's also climate change stuff yeah. that is in Build Back Better that we have to have. Now, I would suggest that this is not only a backstabbing move by Joe Manchin against Joe Biden, I would say it's one of the worst backstabbing maneuvers against any administration we have seen in 40 years. Think about it, he apparently turned down a call from the White House just before going on Fox News. He goes on Fox News to make this announcement, he doesn't go in front of any other Democrats. He doesn't go in front of the White House. He doesn't go in front of the Democratic caucuses. He doesn't go in front of a journalist who would actually push back and ask him, why are you doing this? And list all the things that are in this legislation that he's voting against. So this is a, this is a betrayal of epic proportions. And we have said from the beginning, Joe Biden's problem with Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema, and you get this, it goes all the way back to the $15 an hour minimum wage debate yep. seven months ago. There has been a policy of carrots, but no sticks. There has never been any threat of punishment for senators that cross Joe Biden. As a result, Cinema, Manchin, and I think some other senators, they do not respect the Biden White House. And that's what comes through, therefore, when there's Kamala Harris having to try to spin and try to take this question from Charlemagne. I was struck there by how Kamala Harris, she didn't want to address the substance of the question. She hemmed yeah. and hawed, she kept saying no. The substance of the question is how are you dealing with Joe Manchin? And the fact of the matter is the Biden White House has no idea. And that is embarrassing and it is humiliating to all Democrats. And that's why Charlemagne posed the question in the format he did. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. Okay, I had to calm down. Um, policy that's adversarial to communities I love pisses me off. All right, so I hope you understand my passion and know that it comes from a genuine place of love. All right, okay. <clears throat> uh, don't forget on the conversation, we got Ron Perlman, award winning actor, joins Jank on the conversation to discuss the upcoming movie, Don't Look Up. Watch today, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 2.30 p.m. Pacific Time on tyt.com forward slash live. That's going to be very enjoyable, all right? Um, here at TYT, we've spent the past 20 years building a progressive change machine. And we kept a record of our impact on policy candidates, issues, and more. With support and engagement from you, the TYT community, we set out to make change happen. And that's exactly what we've done, so be the change. You can take time to visit tyt.com forward slash impacts and see what all of us, that means you, have been able to achieve over the past few years. Impact includes TYT's petition for $15 minimum wage, 
Um, some cities have already done this, some local jurisdictions have done it. Uh, giving a platform to progressive leaders like AOC, Cori Bush, and others, progressive economic pledge and much more, all right? Also membership, enacting positive change in the world will not happen overnight, all right? It requires all of us, that's you, that's me, all right? To work together, to strive for a better future. When you become a TYT member, you're an essential part of a change machine that holds the powerful accountable. We don't care what the hell you are. If you are in power, we will hold you accountable. All right, accountable for a better world. Join the movement by becoming a member, tyt.com forward slash change. Make sure that happens, all right? Ladies and gentlemen, I wish a Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a in Sunday? You're gonna feel free, back off! I'm gonna tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Working in retail is a difficult job. Um, I've worked in retail before. Uh, no one gets paid enough to be spoken to that way or physically assaulted in that manner. I don't care what the incident came from. No one deserves that, period. Especially those who are workers trying to make a living. Now, let me also bring to your attention this graphic. Let's put it up, okay? If a person walks in your store with this outfit on, please understand they are probably going to start some mess. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, bad situation, obviously. Big ups to all of these employees because every single one of them remained professional and held their cool. I'm talking about you, you at least had five, maybe six individuals where things could have went the other way and they all remain very professional at their place of employment. But this was simply extreme and out of line. You got destruction of property, you have physical assault and in addition to the verbal abuse and everybody there was able to hold their professional their professional line 100%. David, what are your thoughts on this one, brother? 
Again, kudos to the people who are working there, the retail people working at that store for being able to hold it together. I, I almost sort of wonder if we've reached this point now where if you work in any department store, any restaurant, maybe part of your training can be at least an hour or two hour course on mental health impairment, people who are having mental health issues and how do you deal with them? Because it's I think it's increasingly clear that as our society cuts back on, uh, on mental health for all sorts of different types of people. We're, and as we see more cameras, of course, we're gonna see more and more of these incidents where people who are literally having a mental health breakdown go into a restaurant or store and they just uh, they come apart. And so kudos to anybody who can sort of calmly uh, reassure them and say it's gonna be okay and sort of get them out of there. But uh, again, it underscores the need to have more retraining, not only for people working these stores, but also for police and have the sort of teams ready to go to try to help people who are in this sort of uh, emergency. All right, yeah, I don't think she was having a mental health issue. Uh, you probably do, David, that's fine. I think that she was just spoiled and mad and acted out. That's just me though, okay. <laughs> and maybe that is a mental health issue, okay. All right, uh, remember the judge, this is an update. Remember the judge that used the N word over and over again was happy and they were really bonding over the use of the N word. Uh, let me remind you, here's the video. Why? When I pull up in the whip, they be saying, God damn. Why are your lights on? They're like, pull up, pull up. And mom's yelling. Look, I told you, that's me. No, that's on the backside. Look, he trips over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> he trips. <laughs> he trips. <laughs> I was the only one in front of me. Kenny was standing. I'm the one that took him down. Kenny's just standing there. Uh -huh. He lied. <laughs> that was his wallet. Yeah, the first time we reported on this, I told you it was the judge talking even though the judge tried to talk around it actually being her. Not only does she refer to the person in her yard over and over again as the N word, she referred to him as the N word in real time. And she also referred to him as a roach, okay? She's a judge. This is important to me because she's a judge. Now was my business because she is a judge, all right? So I have an update. Uh, but let me remind you, last weekend, Lafayette City Court judge and her family were the victims of a car burglary at their home. That's true. Police were called and the suspect was arrested. But of course, it did not end there. Let's put up a picture of Judge Michelle Odenet. We got a pic, there she is, okay? Days later, we're talking days later, Judge Michelle Odenet and her four children were captured on cell phone video watching security footage of the moment the suspected burglar was apprehended. And oh boy, did that family enjoy watching it. They whooped and hollered as they joyfully commented on the home surveillance video, calling the suspect a black man, a roach and using the N word repeatedly. She said, and I quote, we have an N word, it's an N word like a roach. A female's voice can be heard saying while laughing, according to the Daily Beast, Odinet is now under investigation and has been disqualified by the Louisiana Supreme Court. And as of Thursday, according to ABC2 Baton Rouge, Odinette's son, Elijah, was off the Louisiana State University's track team for allegedly rooting on his mom's offensive behavior just hours after his mom went on administrative leave. Friday, I got another update, Friday. Odinette was barred from the state Supreme Court, meaning her days as a judge are essentially 
over for the moment, according to the advocate. Odinette requested a temporary disqualification, which the state's Judiciary Commission supported. She will not be paid during her suspension. Now Odinette is asking for forgiveness and understanding. Remember she said, my children and I were the victim of an armed burglary at our home. The police were called and the assailant was arrested. The incident shook me to my core and my mental state was fragile. Didn't sound fragile to me, judge. Sounded like you were in good spirits, all right? And now she's making excuses that she herself would not accept from a person in front of her, especially if they were black. All right, David, thoughts? Well, look, I think we should give everybody a second chance. So if this judge really does want forgiveness and understanding, she has to prove why. She has to do something, whether it's for six months or a year, to show that she really is committed to eradicating the N-word, not only from her language, but also from her family, and that she's gonna actually take steps to better understanding. I don't think she can meet that threshold. So good for the Supreme Court, not only to disqualify her now, but I assume that they're gonna keep her disqualified for the long term. Also, great news to hear that Louisiana State University has suspended the, the, the son there off the track team, there was no place under any circumstances for this kind of language. Whether you're a judge or anybody else, it's sickening. And it's even more sickening that you would pass this sort of thing on to your children, to your kids, it's reprehensible. And I wanna remind everyone, initially when this story came out, she released a statement that said she had taken a sedative because she was so distraught. And the way she made the statement, it seemed as if they were reviewing the footage right after the incident. And she had just taken a sedative and was out of her mind and loopy and could not remember what happened. Well, after an investigation, we find that this video was actually days after the incident and it doesn't fit her timeline of the narrative. So once again, I think part of the investigation is going to conclude that she was not honest even in her public utterance of what happened. That's a big deal when you're dealing with the bar. The bar is about character and fitness to serve as an officer of the court. So while she's no longer a judicial appointee, she's no longer a judge. The second phase of this may be an issue with her actual ability to practice law. And if they can show that you were dishonest about some things related to this in the public sphere, you may be in trouble with them. All right, we got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back to Indisputable. What if I told you that a 12 year old girl is handcuffed, arrested in a school for refusing to delete video that she took inside of the school building? Here's the first video. Put her in handcuffs and walk her right now. I don't think I want her in handcuffs. But I do want I, a severe consequence and I, I want her off my campus. I, you know, I'm all for saving all the kids, but please, one is an example. It's I don't, I don't want to make examples. That's yes, not my, but no, but to show that I, you, because if she can get away with it, I then hear, the next I kid. Hear what you, I hear what you're saying, yeah. but, but just so you were clear, my objective is not to, to make an example. I got more, they ended up arresting this child for not deleting a video inside of the phone. There's no statute here that can justify what they end up doing. This was a 12 year old a student at Palm View, K through eight student, refused to hand over her cell phone to school officials after recording an incident on school property it was a fight 
according to the narrative. Here's the second video. Um, the concern is um, recording the fight and recording staff and possibly recording the Have a seat. Oh. No, what, what is your Next video I'm about to show you will horrify you. Let me remind you, the principal you see there is trying to cover up something inside of that school. She does not want it out there. There is no criminal code that says you cannot record. As a matter of fact, there's a policy at the school that allows students to have their cell phones. This is not even a violation of school policy. They want the child to delete video and the child is saying, I did not record you or anyone else. Now. The principal is continuing to say, if you don't give us that phone to delete the video, you're going to be in handcuffs. Here's what happened next. Why are you manipulating your phone? How am I manipulating Here, my phone? Leave your hands, oh, you just threw my phone. Move! Stop! 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 This is a 12 year old baby. This is a child who has committed no criminal offense. It is not illegal to record if that's even the case. This child was not involved in the fight. This child has been arrested. 
physically assaulted by a police officer, championed by a principal. The silence of the counselors, I got them all. Let's put up a picture of the school counselor, Palm View K through eight. Let's put a picture up. Her name is Mary Dietrich. There's Mary. Let's put up a picture of the principal, okay? The principal involved, her name is Kathea Johnson. Let's put up a picture of the superintendent of schools. Her name is Cynthia Saunders. At least two people need to be fired. One person needs to be arrested, the police officer, maybe even the principal. Um, the superintendent needs to do something quickly. And if the superintendent does not do anything quickly, we will follow back up on this story. Uh, David Schuster, this was heartbreaking to see. This was this is horrible. I mean, there's no two ways around it. I mean, this is just uh, this is disgusting. It's horrible. It just makes me want to um, tear up. I mean, I look those three people that you just showed, along with a police officer, they're going to cost that school and that school district tens of millions of dollars because the lawsuit that is clear here. You yeah. cannot, like, even if you suppose that it was against policy, which as you pointed out, it's not against policy to have a phone. But even if they did have a policy against phones, you still cannot grab somebody and put them in handcuffs. Right. That's You can't do that, even if it's a violation of policy. So that's they're correct. in trouble in all sorts of ways, legally in terms of the civil lawsuit that's coming, the school's reputation. And again, the damage to this 12 year old emotionally for having to go through this in what, sixth or seventh grade? I mean, she's gonna be scarred for years and the school's gonna have to pay for that. It is, I mean, it's, 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 it's horrifying. I don't even have words how horrifying it is. You know, this could have been a great opportunity for the cop to stand up for this 12 year old, stand up to the principal and say something like, no ma'am, we do not arrest for policy violations. What you just said, David, that's correct. Even if it is a policy violation, you don't go to jail for those things. That's like going to jail for taking a stapler at work and not putting it back on the desk because that's against policy. Nobody goes to jail for a policy violation. This cop had a great opportunity to be an advocate for a 12 year old student and decided to become her enemy. Also. Uh, the principal, think about the irony here. The principal was trying to cover up one video, and then her cover up of one video exposed herself on another video. Exposed the entire school staff and how they do business on the video being recorded by the cop who she called to cover up a video who uh, that was allegedly recorded by the student. The irony is unreal, uh, but we're gonna stay on top of this story. All right, Kim Potter, Kim Potter. Um, Decided to cry on the stand. Remember, this is over the death of Dante Wright. According to former officer Potter, she was grabbing a gun, excuse me, taser, but she grabbed a gun instead in real life. Here's some of the video. We were struggling, we were trying to keep him from driving away. It just, it just went chaotic. I, it, And then I remember yelling, taser, 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 and nothing happened. And then he told me I shot him. Okay, I got more information. Um, here's the comparison of the original body camera footage 
we're just 10 miles away. At that time, Derek Chauvin was on trial for murdering George Floyd. All right, here it is. Dante Wright is dead. Now, if you were to believe the narrative of this cop and other cops who claim that they grabbed their gun when they meant to grab their taser, you have to understand some dynamics here that are involved. Number one, this never happens the other way around. At least we have no reports of it. We do not have any reports in the United States of America where a cop meant to grab their gun, but instead grabbed their taser. We have no reports of a cop wanting to grab their gun, but grab their taser instead. All right, we have none of those reports. It seems to only happen when a cop meant to grab the taser, but instead grabbed the gun. That doesn't make sense to me. If two items are so similar and you grab one thinking it's the other, that means you will grab the other thinking it's the one, correct? That's how it works in statistical law, so I don't buy it. Number two, extreme gross negligence could be at play. But that comes from implicit bias against the individual that you are in conflict with that maybe you did not value the life enough. News one reported that given from what was seen on the video, no actual tears came from Potter's eyes. It wasn't until the prosecution went to the video of the shooting that Potter showed any hint of emotion again. That was when she began sniffling while a distressed look came over her face while she spoke in hushed tones. Again, not a single tear fell from either of her, of her eyes, let alone both of them. Who knows? Maybe Potter is one of those rare cases of people who cry without actually, you know, crying. All right. But conventional wisdom suggests Potter was just the latest in a long line of white defendants, especially those accused of killing, who made an overt appeal to an overwhelmingly white jury that could sympathize with her plight. But the proof is in the proverbial pudding. All right, there's even more to suggest Potter's mishandling of the situation when she allegedly confused her gun for a taser. Not only did Potter refuse to even try to humanize Mr. Wright, she would only refer to him as the driver. But the prosecution got her to admit on several occasions that shooting Wright violated department protocol and never properly prepared her equipment. Even more, she still shot photos from the traffic stop presented by the prosecution, show Potter with her right hand on her gun as she approached the car. Tasers are kept on the left side of the holsters, all right? The legal team representing Wright's family said Potter's testimony proved that she must be held accountable for the death. They said Potter's display of emotion should not mean anybody should feel sorry for her. While the defense attempted to garner sympathy today through Kim Potter's testimony, we want to stress how misplaced that sympathy would be. That's what Ben Crump said, all right? Now, let me be very clear, okay? There are people, if they get drunk, they start driving, that's negligence, right? They get into an accident, kill somebody, it doesn't matter. You're going to jail, you're going to jail for killing somebody. It doesn't have to be intentional. That is manslaughter, involuntary, whatever you wanna call it. Somebody's dead because of your negligence. The way we weigh these things is the impact it has on society. The death of a human being 
is an extreme impact in the family and societal structure of anybody. Someone has to be held accountable, a death is here. Extreme negligence may be at play or downright something else. All right, David, thoughts? Well, in terms of emotions, look, I think the emotions ought to be with Dante Wright's family. I'm pretty sure that they had real tears that were coming down when they first found out about Dante Wright and have had to relive this experience over and over. And secondly, yeah, the, the only people who show were able to cry without tears. I know some people who can do that. My children, when they're looking for attention, <laughs> when they're not really yep. upset and they just want something, that's what crying without tears means. I, I hope this is a, an open and shut case for the jury. I fear because of the composition of the jury and, the, and again, the way the defense is handling this, that this might be more complicated, but, uh, but we'll see. All right. Okay, hell of a story. According to the narrative, a drunk off duty cop breaks into somebody's car, leaves his cell phone, and is able to come back and retrieve it with the help of other cops without criminal penalty whatsoever. A New Jersey woman is claiming that an off duty cop did just that. Let's go to the video. So here's your phone back criminal, have a nice day. I'm glad you got your phone back criminal. Let's get him on video. Cop broke into my car last night, a cop admitted to me that he broke into my vehicle, left his phone in my car, and he's not being arrested. Yeah, you're good to go, criminal. You're good to go. Have a good day, criminal. What town you work in? Fairfield's finest right here who breaks into people's cars? Fairfield's what's finest. Your phone Fairfield's finest. Ma'am, can you give him your phone Erica, number? Erica, what's your phone number? Nine. Have a good day, criminal. Don't break into anyone else's car on your way home. This is now being investigated. Let me give you the background. Law enforcement agencies in two, yep, two counties are investigating after a woman filed a complaint accusing an off-duty officer with the Pasiak County Sheriff's Office of entering her parked car outside a restaurant, ransacking the vehicle while intoxicated, leaving his mobile phone behind. All right, there doesn't seem to be a dispute about what happened, okay? The woman also posted the allegations in a series of TikTok videos that included recordings of the sheriff's deputy having his phone returned to him the following morning outside of Franklin Steakhouse and Tavern. This was in Fairfield. She accused police of treating the man differently because he works for law enforcement. You don't say. That's exactly what happened here because I guarantee you, if I would have done that, I would go to jail. All right? Okay. Um, the woman alleged that she left her car at the restaurant on the night of December 10th. After calling her boyfriend to take her home. When she returned the next morning, she discovered her car had been ransacked and she found a red iPhone inside the vehicle, she said in the TikTok videos viewed by NJ Advanced Media. A man arrived soon after she arrived, claimed the phone was his, identified himself as a police officer. She alleges that's when she called Fairfield Police. Fairfield Police Chief Anthony Manna 
said Wednesday the incident is under investigation and denied his officer's show of favoritism to another member of law enforcement. The chief said even though the man was at the scene when police arrived, no crime was witnessed by a police officer and there was not enough evidence to immediately make an arrest without an investigation. Let's put up a picture of the good old chief. That's Chief Anthony Fairfield Finest. All right. David, what are your thoughts on this one, brother? Wow, I mean, look, the Fairfield, New Jersey Police Department. Um, this is a, this is embarrassing for them, for their community. I, I, I guess I can sort of see. Okay, the police didn't actually witness the crime, but they should have taken a police report right then and there from the woman. Right. They should have taken down her information. They should have said, okay, well, we're going to issue a warrant for this officer's arrest. You can be assured that this is a violation of of department policy if in fact it's true. This would have been an easy investigation, and it's fine if they want to say we're not going to arrest him right now and haul him off to jail, but you can be assured we are gonna arrest him. Something like that, but to not do anything and just pretend as if, oh, no big deal, the guy broke into your car last night, we can go back and get it, that's fine. I mean, that's that's ridiculous, it's insane. Yeah, it really is, and the reason why this is now a story and an investigation is because she went an additional step, filed an actual complaint. She alerted others in law enforcement that this happened, and now you have the wheels moving in the right direction, okay. David, always a pleasure, brother, having you on Indisputable, man. Tell people how they can check you out and follow your great work. Dr. Richie, thank you so much. People can check me out on Rebel HQ on Facebook or YouTube. It's one of the TYT channels and we put up videos and things like that. So also Twitter and David Schuster. But the highlight of my week is always being on Indisputable with you, Dr. Richie. Happy <laughs> holidays, highlight It's a highlight of ours as well. Happy holidays, my friend. A reminder, the conversation going to be a good one. Also, remember. Take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of the planet. Remember the truth is always indisputable.